We back, back with another, back with a new episode of the Highline Podcast. By the voice you can tell is me, the voice of reason, the voice of truth, the man who speaks the truth, only the truth, and nothing but the truth. It's my humble self, you back again. If you're not listening to the last podcast episode and you're interested in basketball, go and listen to that. Um, but yeah, as usual, he's not wearing purple today. You know, I don't think people will be happy with that. <laughs> uh the man in purple well great today thank you for coming back good work all right so obviously we're doing that weird week where we transition between premier league football and domestic football competitions to the world cup but we can't just forsake the premier league because it's carried us so far so we'll just touch up on the premier league quickly before we go into our world cup debates and there's no better place to start than Actually, the first game of the weekend, Man City, Brentford. Despite what Ivan Tony may have been up to behind the scenes on the football page, <laughs> he delivered massively, specifically for Arsenal fans on Saturday. What did you make of like the performance, the game? What does it mean for City going forward? You know, and how much of a travesty is it that he wasn't selected to go for the World Cup? But I, I think he wasn't selected because of his allegations, like, to be honest. I think that was one of the reasons that he has had a better season, in my opinion, than Wilson. Oh, even though Wilson, Wilson has had a really good like, season. Yeah, like, to be fair, I wasn't upset. I wasn't too mad either or, like, whatever, because Salgate couldn't carry three strikers. There was no yeah. point. He was not yeah. going to play three of them. So, um, I'm not really mad either way, to be honest. Um. And I think the allegations definitely had something to do with it. But as for the game, um, I feel like I've seen City play below par like a few games this season. Like even against Crystal Palace, um, Fulham. Yes, Aston Villa against Fulham. Like it would have even against Leicester, if not for KDB's free kick. Honestly, they haven't really been what I would expect them to be. But um, and that game against Brentford should again put. Obviously, Burford sat behind the ball. Everyone was behind the ball. But usually, Man City is able to break down these teams like it, consistently. And their crossing in that game was shocking. Everything KDB, KDB was, was so too short or was too um, long for Haaland. It was, nah, it, was, it was not the best from them. But as for Burford, um, Thomas Frank executed, or the players executed Thomas Frank's tactics perfectly. They sat behind the ball. When they only break, they're very deadly. And when Wissa came on, I knew I knew that guy was going to do something. In his last two games before that, he scored. He literally scored for them. He's like he's a crazy super sub, honestly. But yeah, yeah it was a good game. Yeah, KDB is low key getting Bruno. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Udok, we need to run it together, man. We need to run it together. <laughs> KDB is low-key like facing Bruno allegations these days like um, low-key on Bruno as well I feel like Bruno is low-key the most important player in Man United's midfield but we don't have time for that today we'll get into that later <laughs> but 
um, yeah, I think Tony was fantastic on there. I don't particularly think Brentford even sat back. I think they took the game to City. Like, they played very well. Even though City is a better team, so obviously, for a spell, you're going to have to defend with your life. But I don't think that was particularly their game plan. And it should have been 3-1 as well. Tony could have had a hat-trick if KDB didn't clear the ball off the line. That was a striking masterclass. And for me, my biggest takeaway... For me, my biggest takeaway from that game was... First of all, KDB lost the ball 33 times. So City do not look as fluid as they have looked in previous years. 33 times. Still bad shocking me as well. Every, for half, me, actually. everything is so... And this is no slight on Man City. They're still going to get 90 points in the Premier League. But everything just looks so central. They don't just look... It looks more robotic now than it has looked in the previous years. And then... They don't have as, wingers. Yeah, like, they, they don't have the pace up top except Haaland. And that's why Jagrilic is literally the only man they have out there that can actually go 1v1 against his man on a number of occasions and get past him. That's why they look better with him. They've won every single game he has played. But um, for me, the biggest takeaway for that game was just the fact that, first of all, Arsenal are five points clear, you know. Secondly, City can be got at defensively. I feel like it it just takes a certain amount of courage. And I get why teams sit back with, like, obviously, KDB in transition. KDB and Holland in transition is like Kobe and Shaq. It's like you're just throwing lobs to each other, and then Shaq is dunking on your center. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I get why teams will be wary of that. But if you're courageous enough and execute your game plan to perfection, this city team can be got at specifically because of defensively, except Kyle Walker, every other person there is suspect. Yeah, they're very suspect, yeah. Was Cancelo, is, Cancelo is known for being suspect defensively. Ake has good performances in patches. Like, he's not extremely... Yeah. Con- he's a really good defender, but I don't think he's been consistent, even though you can put it down to the fact that he hasn't had consistent game time. He hasn't been consistently great defensively. So, f- for me, like, it gives me more confidence when we play against them because I don't think we're going to sit back and just let them try and cut through us and try and go for the goal. I think we're actually going to try and take the game to game. I think it's going to be one of the... I think it's possibly going to be game of the season. And... Yeah, because it's, it's like... I think what I would want to see in that game is like, because you guys are used to dominating possession, even against Tottenham, Manu, Chelsea, you guys kept half. all the ball, yeah. So, like, and Man City, that's what their game is predicated on. So, I want to see who's actually going to win the, like, possession game. Like, who's... Obviously, I know no, no team is going to sit back. But I want to see which team has more spells with, like, useful possession in that game. That would be... That would be very interesting, honestly. Uh, I think... I think if we have that possession... As City tried to high press us, I think that could be key to us potentially winning that game. See, I was talking about the game as if it's tomorrow. We'll keep that aside for the build up of the game, but like big up Ivan Tony, man, even though these allegations, <laughs> these, are, these allegations are crazy. Culture Camp said he was putting them shots up in the gym like Kobe 232 times is ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But you can see why, you know. Sometimes just Southgate has his reasons for things. I don't like him. I don't think he's a great coach. But he's taking England to the semifinals and the final. We'll get into that. I'm getting dragged away. 
Um, secondly, we need to talk about Arsenal, obviously, going into the Chris going to Christmas, five points clear at the top of the table. Must be taken into account that this is the shortest amount of games that have been played before Christmas. Should be match week 16, but due to the death of the Queen and um one of our games being postponed as a result of the death of the Queen as well. We've played only 14 games, but after 14 games played, we're five points clear at the top of the table, game in hand on both Newcastle and Spurs. Things are looking just spectacular at the moment. And I guess my question is, can can we do it? Can Arsenal go all the way? This week was the first week that I actually was like, I'm not having this, man. I can't. Because <laughs> when City drove points to Brentford, and you guys, now you guys are five points ahead on the table. I'm like, you like, this this can't be happening, bro. Yeah, because like, because here's the thing: uh, uh, the the Wolves game, for me, the way it looked like Arsenal won that game before a ball was kicked. They they, they could the fear factor was there. Like even though you should you could say potentially the Wolves could have had a penalty and Saliba could have been sent off, even though there was an offside, there was a clear offside in the build up. I don't know what the agenda is about. In the first half, yeah, we weren't okay. great. In the first half, we weren't great, but we still created a couple of chances. Gabriel Jesus must be the most unlucky human being on planet Earth right now because he does everything to perfection and sleeps before he shoots. Or it just, the ball just what? won't go in what? the back of the net for him. What and the one he, time, why does he shoot like that? The one time he manages to bring the ball down and just like that was a gorgeous goal. He was offside. So I, I think, I, I, and then when you look at things like even though I'm not a huge fan of stats I, based off of eye test Arsenal have been the best team in the league this season based off of statistics Arsenal have conceded 11 goals in 14 games this Premier League season kept 7 clean sheets in 14 Premier League games so we've kept the clean sheets in half of our Premier League games and 6 of them have been away from home 100% win record at the Emirates this season considered the least amount of XG in the league by some distance and created the most amount of XG all these things are starts to show you that Arsenal are not frauds or they didn't scam their way to the top. They are genuinely a good team. And whether or not we can keep it going to the end, I want to believe we can keep it going to the end because I believe, I trust the process now. But, I mean, I'm just excited, man. I'm here for the ride. I'm going along with it. Yeah, now forget, like, forget about stats, really. Like, if you watch Arsenal gaming, like, week in, week out, like, at a neutral, you should be afraid of Arsenal now. Like, if you weren't at the beginning of the season, then I think you should definitely be now because the thing about Arsenal is whether they don't win the league this season, look at the ages of all these players. Like, they're only going to keep improving and gelling. Like, I think that you guys don't need any reason for an overhaul. So, like, this 11 you have now, at least eight or nine of them are going to still be playing with each other for seasons to come. So it's like, you guys are only going to get better from here. And that is what terrifies me the most, honestly. Mm. Like, I, I, now I that people are talking about if you guys get injuries here and there, like in a, a season or a season and a half, you guys won't have any depth issues left. Like, just... Yeah, I, I, for me, I think, <laughs> I think the key to us, the key to us actually taking City all the way or City taking us all the way since we're the top of the league right now is January. I just, I, particularly, even before, because I have three things for January. Before we consider the winger position, we desperately need someone to cover up for Thomas Party. 
as far as I'm concerned, Arsenal did not bottle top four last season. Injuries cost Arsenal top four last season. I'm I'm going to die on this hill. We saw what happened in our gameplay, the moment from party and Kieran Tierney went down to injury. Sambalokonga is not a six. Right now, I don't even know what position he's meant to be playing. Elneny is just not the level. Thomas Partey is genuinely, is a shout for the best, best central midfield in the Premier League. He's world-class. So obviously the drop-off in quality between him and Lokonga and Elneny is very clear for the blind to see. So I think if we go out there in January, get someone who can be a good enough backup for him, a Ruben Neves, since Wolves are facing relegation, or a Danilo, even though I don't know the guy, but a lot of Arsenal fans that seem to know more than me rate him, so I wouldn't mind him. Two, we need a winger. Whether or not we get a winger, I don't think our title push is extremely dependent on us getting a winger. I think more is six than a winger because... Arsenal, sorry, Matsaka and Martinelli have been playing genuinely at world-class levels this season. And I don't see them dropping anytime soon. And the thing about Arsenal is our rotations with Martin. Sometimes Martinelli goes up to up, Jesus goes out to the left, Saka rotates out to the left, so Jesus out to the right. Like, the rotations are just fluid right now. So, people are going to say, you're going to play games every three days. Real Madrid won the Champions League and La Liga playing games every three days without having substantial depth in attack. Aside Vinicius... Rodrigo and Benzema and Fede Valverde, like there's no there's not a lot of depth in that front line because Hazard hasn't been good enough. Asensio hasn't been good enough. And I'm not saying we're up to the level of Real Madrid, but I'm saying I think based on the competition we're facing in the Europa League, considering the fact we don't have to play round of 32, and the level these boys have already shown in the Premier League, I'd say it's more sustainable because of number three, Emil Smith is going to come back like a new signing. In January, the man got 10 goals in his first full start of the Premier League season. But you can't just take that for granted. He, he he was inevitable at some points coming off the bench and just hitting daggers, 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 daggers. So, I mean, I'm really excited right now. I'm not going to push any buttons. I'm just going to be here for the ride through the way. Yeah, man. It feels so good to be honest. You should, man, because you guys are definitely going to have a good season. If you don't win the title... You still finish in champions. You still finish second if you don't win title. And yeah, from think, last season, that is like I think that's the thing for me. Like, evil and like really, the one thing, <laughs> the one thing I wanted from Arsenal this season was progression, and progression meant qualifying for the Champions League. And even Kieran Zinchenko coming out to say, by the way, big up Zinchenko's wife. Look at the way she's doing. Like this is tampering of the highest order, man. Did you see her interview with Mudrik? <laughs> She, bas- she basically interviewed Mudrik. And like, let's just say Mudrik is not media trained. Was, this man basically will do and he, he has done everything but wear an Arsenal shirt as he stands. She was like, and then at the end of the interview, she was like, oh, I hope I'll see you under different circumstances in our next interview. Yeah, gonna. <laughs> nah, nah. They need to prove her. They need to prove that, babe. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I was can't remember what I was saying. But yeah, man, I'm just going along for the ride, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy to be an Arsenal fan right now. Yeah, like I think I was saying the one thing I'm happy about is last year we fell short, and this year I just wanted progress, and progress is finishing in top four. I love the fact that Zinchenko said he wants to kill that narrative. And right now I'm just happy, man. I couldn't be happier. Man. I'm just here for the ride, man. I'm just here for the ride. Um, quickly, you want to talk about? Ronaldo, before we get into 
our team of the season at World yeah. Cup. Wow. I'll try my best to not use any explicit. Yeah, I'm even going to put a timer for you. <laughs> you <laughs> have five minutes. Um, okay, I'll try and I'll be quick. So, okay, Ronaldo. Ronaldo is a man child with mm. a fat ego. Have you seen a child that has a fat ego? That's exactly what Ronaldo is. And because of all this, his, his fans, like, that is, is in his head. Like, how can this man come out and say, Pamanu disrespected him and they want him to, and they were trying to force him out of the club when a billion reports reported that his agent was offering him, basically selling him out <laughs> like some, let me not get this, let me keep it PG. Basically selling this guy out to all possible clubs in Champions League this summer, and every single club rejected him. And even Manu came out today saying that like it was Man City that pulled out of the transfer, not Ronaldo. Oh, breaking and news! Ronaldo running. just said he wants he... us not to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. Like he's he's insane. He's actually insane. I can't. I can't. Like I'm happy. I'm kind of happy he did this interview because he's never going to play for us again. And that's what I wanted. I think that was the whole point as saying, well. Since he came out saying that. Um, he he wanted to leave for Champions League football. I just I'm really interested to see where he's going to go from here. I hope he flops for the rest of his life. The guy he's he's so delusional. Like <laughs> how can and you know like in the interview he literally said that he doesn't know if he feels bad about walking out of the Tottenham game. If that doesn't tell you that he doesn't care a slight bit about the fans, people probably traveled from wherever they did strictly to come and see Ronaldo and he couldn't give his fans those 10 minutes because of his ego, because of his pride and people are still trying to defend this guy. Like, I, don't get me wrong, money is nowhere near perfect. Like, everybody knows that. Like, he didn't say anything about the Blazers we didn't already know but about last season no. that we flopped. Like, we had a horrible season. The whole world saw it. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know my favorite part of that whole interview when he goes, this guy is he, not even a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it so much, man. <laughs> this guy is a sporting director. <laughs> Bro, but honestly, for B, I feel like Ronaldo did nothing wrong up until he up until he mentioned Ten Hag. Uh, bringing in Ten Hag was where he crossed the line for me. I think he made some really valid points about my... <laughs> I said everything about my United is bad, even the chefs. <laughs> How can you say that? And, and he also threw... He, this guy literally said that the, like basically the whole manuscript isn't going to have longevity. Except I think he called Dalo. He said Dalo Lissandro and Casemiro. And yeah, like, like, imagine, like, imagine that. Imagine like someone like Garnacho that literally idolizes this guy hearing something like that. Or Rashford, like all these players that like actually mess with Ronaldo and see him in training and laugh with him every, like he has thrown them under the gutter right now. Yeah. I guess it's one thing to be upset with the manager, but with the guys that you train with every single day of your life, like the, those are your brothers. That, that's your family. If he said Maguire, if he said Maguire, 
I would have not had a problem with this at all. But he says, like, he basically said the whole Manchester United squad and our manager that has tried his best to keep this whole thing under wraps from when he walked out against Vicano to when he didn't want to come on against Tottenham. They, he, he's done, he has actually done a lot to Ten Hag for this being Ten Hag's first season. And I'm happy Ten Hag doesn't have to deal with this nonsense anymore, honestly. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm um, done. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> that he's leaving my club, and that's like at the end of the day, this is what's best for everyone. It was really. definitely a calculated move. I feel like he said some things about his personal life, which obviously it, it could potentially be a he said she said situation. But if that's true, that's extremely poor from Manchester United. But aside, you know, aside what he said about the Glazers, which I feel was right now, what I just mentioned about his personal life, what he said about his teammates, what he said about um. Ten Hag, basically everything he said about Man United on the pitch, he was wrong to say that. And Ronaldo is my. And this is the wrong season to be saying this when we're actually trying to play better. And I, I get the thing, like obviously it's wrong to say something like that. Like if like they actually said that about like his that like, he's using his daughter as an excuse. But before he said that he was going not coming for training, he had already told Manu and Sky Sports that he wants to leave. So, like, it's, like, obviously, a tragedy happened in between all of that, but it's, like, I don't think it's absolutely ridiculous for them to think that he didn't want to be in preseason also because he was looking for a move away. No, 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 I, I hear that. I hear that. I think somebody made the point that Ronaldo, when Ronaldo won the last Champions League with Real Madrid, he was the only man to have five Champions Leagues. And it must have killed him so bad seeing them win one without him last year that he he wanted to... That's basically why he demanded the... Tra- sorry, handed in a transfer request to go to a Champions League team so he can prove, you know, he's still the Champions League goals, if that makes any sense. And I, I there's a lot of sense to that, in, in that to me. I feel Not like really. in as Not in really. as much as I like no in as much as I like Ronaldo, I feel like he doesn't know where he is at this point of time at this point in time in his career. I feel like he still thinks he's this elite player that can change the fortunes of any team, and those days are behind him. Let's be honest. He he should be seeing you done his last. He should be seeing you done his last eleven minutes not, right now. He's not being like reasonable right now. Like he's saying that man is disrespected him, but after he walked off against Tottenham, two games not two games later. The next game he missed, and then after that he captained Manu. Yeah, he literally captained us. Like if that's not, in, like at least a form of respect. That's a sign of that, faith that, from Ten like, Hag as well. Like come on, like it's De Gea yeah. played that game. De Gea literally played that game, and he wasn't you, our captain. Do you want to move on? Please, please. Okay. Um. Quickly Ridiculous before we guy, <laughs> before we get to the World Cup prediction, let's just give our team of the season so far. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? No, I'll go huh? first. You go, go first. first. Oh, I should go you first. You go first. Go first. Yeah. Um. In goal, I have. Is it also between Allison and Pope? But I went with Allison because Liverpool could potentially be worse than they are right now, like in the worst mm-hmm. position. <laughs> Than they are right now. If Allison wasn't in goal, so for me, I went Allison, Trippier, right back. Actually, no, Trippier, left back, White, right back. Because 
I don't think any left back has been good enough this season. I think Cancelo has been good, but he's had he hasn't had a great season. I don't think he's had as good a season as Ben White has had. So he has been good, really. Like, really, I think he has been average, really. Like genuinely, I don't think he has been anywhere near where he was last season. So I have um this guy at left back, Trippier at left back, um White at right back, Lissandro and Saliba as the defensive partnerships, even though. Sven Botman, is it like I feel like he if if Lissandro wasn't as good as he was, he would have been in there with Saliba with Saliba. But Lissandro has been class for Man United. I'd say the midfield, I I would love for I'd have Pate, Bruno G and KDB. I would love for Xhaka to be in there. But I can't overlook what Bruno G is doing for that Newcastle midfield right now. Even though, you know, I feel like Bruno G can do more than the sixth role. I feel like he can be an eight box to box midfielder, and then you have KDB doing KDB things and party sitting. So I'd have party Bruno G and KDB, and I think I'll have Almiron, Holland for sure, and and Kane. I don't care if it's impractical. Kane just has to be in there. Um, I think our teams are quite similar to be fair. Like in goal, I'll go Allison as well. Um, Lissandro, Saliba, White, but I'll go with Dalo in left back. Um, really? No, no, no. I'd rather go, you I'd rather you I'd rather you remove White and put Trippier than not have than have um, White in the over Trippier. Like White has Trippier has been the best right back in Premier League this season. That's, that's fair enough. I, I feel like maybe it's because that watch Dalo and um, White more. Okay, I think I've watched every game Dalo and White have played this season and they haven't played. I wouldn't say they've had a bad game this season. But I've only watched like six, mm. seven or Trippier's game. But like always, I get where you're coming from. I'm just switching it up a bit and adding yeah. my my youngies. Yeah. <laughs> Taking and care of your youngies, not like Ronaldo. <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting emotional right now. So in midfield, I'll go Pate, KDB, and... No, I'll go Pate, Kikimaras, and KDB, yeah. And then um, up top, I'll go... Actually, I'll go Pate, Kikimaras, and Wobi. Um, I feel like KDB has had a good season, but I don't know. Like, the fact that Manus is so congested in midfield, he's like... I don't know. I don't want to get into it, but I'll just go <laughs> Gimaraz and movie. And then up top, and Amiran and Asaka. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just don't want to put Kane on the wing. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean... I mean, Amiran can drop behind the two of them and, you know, stretch the... I don't know, man. I just feel like yeah, Kane on the wing is not ideal, but he's just been so good this season yeah, really that I can't good. I can't overlook him. Just Haaland has really silenced him. Yeah, like, yeah. Haaland is the reason people aren't really talking about him yeah, like bro. that. But he has been everything yeah, for sure, and, and more and way more. Like they're so lucky to have him. They're so lucky to have Harry Kane. Yeah, but that I think that's it for the Premier League. Let's hop on the Jets. And take like a twenty-hour ride to Qatar, 
<laughs> where the World Cup is. By the way, have you seen the paid fans? Yo, like that. It is I think extremely that's one of the, I, embarrassing. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It is extra, bro. Guys, I don't, I don't want to get into it. In I don't want to get. And they didn't say one word about England. Like they were just drumming and clapping. <laughs> I actually don't want to get into it because it's going to frustrate me so much because I have a lot to say about this Qatar World Cup. But I'd rather. <sighs> You know what? Let's move on. Um, oh, wow. This is... Uh, f- funny enough, I'm not looking forward to this World Cup. It just feels so weird. Like, I feel like World Cup and oh. Summer go go hand in hand. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But then, a World Cup has to be played. A World Cup is there to be won. And if a World Cup is there to be won, you go out there and fight to win the World Cup. So, first of all, who do you think is under the most pressure to deliver in this World Cup? Brazil, I, I really no. I mean, if Brazil a singular from... player, oh, um, I don't know, you know, I really I don't know because I, I would say Neymar maybe because he's the captain of Brazil, but that's the only reason I'd say because I don't think any player, right? I don't think anybody expects any player to I'm going for the goats, two of them. Ronaldo, Ronaldo shouldn't be under any pressure. Like, he's not Ronaldo is not under any final. pressure, but but like he is going to light up a fire in himself because he knows that for this good debate to be legitimate, the one thing he has to do is win a World Cup. There's he no has... fire left. There's no. There's nothing. <laughs> he can't do nothing. Like Portugal this. have a good enough team, so it's possible. And for me, Messi because Messi has zero goals in the knockout stages of the World Cup. Like, at what point does that affect his resume? If that continues this year, that, that's a very huge thing, specifically being the country, being from the country that he's from, that has seen the likes of Diego Maradona before. Oh, yeah, Neymar is two goals away from Kelly. Yeah, so I, I think I think for me, the goats are the ones under the most pressure. Ronaldo more self-pressure because he wants, he clearly wants that goal crown. And Messi because you know it's not looking good for him in the in the knockout okay. stages. But who would you say is oh, yeah, your this favorite? Portuguese, this Portuguese report that came out saying that um, Ronaldo's plan obviously is to use the interview to leave Manu and perform well enough in the World Cup to get a move in Jam. Mm. But I think maybe that's that would actually self pressure but hmm. this one he's saying in Saudi Arabia or another. <laughs> This one is saying he hopes Arsenal wins Premier League. I hope he doesn't think. Arsenal uh, isn't dumb enough. Arsenal isn't dumb enough to do something like that. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, well, who do you think is favorite for this World Cup? Brazil. <laughs> Definitely Brazil. Brazil's second team could reach the final of this World Cup. Are Are your favorites different from who you think will win the World Cup? No, no. I think they're the favorites to win the World Cup. Jenny, like, based on the... Yeah, just based on everything. Like, their scores, the expectations. Like, I think they, they're, they're the favorites to win the World Cup this, this year. I mean, I can't argue with that. That is a... Um, when you look at Brazil's squad, they should definitely be in the finals. 
they should mm-hmm. make it all the way. And they should be winning it, to be honest. You look at the the only the only weaknesses I can see in their squad are in the fullback position. Fullback, yeah. But aside that, I think they should be the favorites. But in terms of who I think will win the World Cup, It's coming, football's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming. Football's coming up. And let me tell you my logic. If Harry Maguire Maguire plays in 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 an international team that wins the World Cup, (laughs) how much football again? Let me tell you my logic. There's There's not much football analysis in my logic, but... 2018 FIFA World Cup. Where did England get to? Semi-final. You're using only logic. By 2020. Euro 2020. Where did England get to? Final. World Cup 2022. What is England going to do? Bring it home. Bukayo Saka, age 21. About to win a World Cup. I see it. I see it in their future. See, I, people are going to call me mad, but England is bringing back World Cup. Um, okay, I'm telling you, there's always logic, and you know what to happen <laughs> by using that always logic. They will make it out of the group. <laughs> okay, who would you say your runners up are? Obviously, because uh, Brazil and Argentina, um, two of the favorites, can't make it to yeah. the final. Probably France. I guess like they, they don't have the strongest squad like at the yeah. moment, but it's just you, you can never like they have they still have a good squad. Really, like if you look I, at I'm, the players they I'm brought, not, they still I'm have not a sold very on good a lot squad. of the European teams. I can't lie. Netherlands as well. I think yeah, Netherlands, uh, Netherlands are a sleeper team. To be fair, I I think I'm final is going to be between. Brazil and Portugal or Brazil and England. <laughs> I'm being so serious. I don't know why you think I'm joking. I have a little bit of I have a little bit of Ivan Tony in me. I have a little bit of Ivan Tony in me. I can't tell you the amount of bets I've placed on this game. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, genuinely speaking, because Argentina and Brazil can meet in the final, and I think Brazil is better than Argentina, they, they can only meet in the semifinal because of the brackets. I think Brazil will beat Argentina in the semifinals, and I think either Portugal or England will play them in the final. If I'm not mistaken about the whole, the whole brackets thing, I think they will play in the final. That's fair. I... I don't think so. I don't think Portugal <laughs> or England. So, what would you say your runners over? Probably it's Belgium in that bracket. Yeah, I think they are. Um, yeah, I think France. No, France is right. I think so. I think France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say France. Yeah. So, Brazil, France in the final. Yeah. That's going to be one hell of a game. One hell of a game. Who would you say the sleeper team is? The dark horses. Netherlands. I go Netherlands. Every They're very well organized team. Good players, good coaching. Never know. Netherlands alongside Serbia is everyone's 
sleeper team. And to be fair, you can never sleep on Netherlands and World Cup, even though they didn't qualify for the last one. They've done bits in the last two World Cups that you played. Mm-hmm. But for me, the one team I cannot sleep on, and for some reason, they just keep... I remember when, before Euro 2020, Umar told me not to sleep on Italy, and they ended up winning it. The team I'm going to tell you to not sleep on is Uruguay. I just I, I, I just can't help mm. but... but yeah. I, like, I feel like, for some reason, I just think Darwin Nunez, Darwin Nunez is going to light up the World Cup. I, I they think... They have a very stable team. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, they also have some... Ball. They have a couple of World Cup players as well. They have two old class midfielders, Jimenez and Araujo in defense as well. Mm-hmm. Like they have, now they have a good squad. I, I, I hear that. They also have Facundo Pelistri. They will, yeah, they will talk <laughs> talent. They will talk level but talent. But yeah, honestly, and then the thing is like, even though I get it, they, in the last World Cup, they went out in quarterfinals. World Cup before that, yeah, they lost to Hamez. Hamez was just on a madness that year. And then the World Cup before that, they went to the semifinals. There's just something about Uruguay and the World Cup. I just can't... My my spirit doesn't sit right if you're playing against them. They they can startle you. You hey, Ghana Uruguay is going to be one of the funniest games in the World Cup. <laughs> 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 you get the back in blood, man. But I hope they don't make it out the groups. I, don't, I hope they don't get a point in this World Me Cup, too. really. Me too. I hope they waste their trip there. Yeah. Inaki was there doing photo shoots with his brother as if they are in the same. Inaki Williams also knew that Jordan, are you runs things in the Ghanaian school? <laughs> <laughs> we surprised they would just play once. They'll play once in their third game, and the Ayu yeah. brothers will be up top. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think, uh, yeah, I, I think you can't just look past Europe. Who do you think will win the Golden Boot at this World Cup? I don't know why I can't go this guy because I'm not going. I would have said Kane, but I don't think England is really going to go that far, honestly. But he can't do damage in the group stage that will last. You know the game. Do you know another game I'm really looking forward to in the group stage? Yeah. England USA. England USA. England USA is good. It's the fight for football or soccer. <laughs> I, nah, like, I think that's the only game I want England to win. I can't have hashtag soccer trending on Twitter, <laughs> guys. Um, yeah, so um, I think... Um, Golden Boot, I, I'll go with Harry Kane just because, you know, football's coming out. Oh, Mbappe. I'll go Mbappe, actually. Yeah, I'll go well, Mbappe. If I'm, if I'm not being biased, I think Neymar will win Golden Boot. That's fair enough. And Neymar will potentially win Golden Ball as well. But my my, well, my yeah. head, my well, head says Neymar for Golden Ball. Issuing for Golden Ball, Ballon d'Or. Yeah, and Ballon d'Or. Yeah, my head yeah. says Golden Golden Ball goes to Neymar. But my 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 heart says Saka. You say Golden Ball? Yeah, like best player of the tournament. Okay. <laughs> Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to listen to this and be like, Fee is crazy, Fee is insane, Fee doesn't know ball. I would just like to refer you to the last bold prediction I made when I said the Mavericks would beat the Suns in seven games. What happened? That's like just saying, um, who do you think is going to be the flop of the Walker? <laughs> Ghana. 
<laughs> you have some actually, expectations. Actually, there are no flops. Actually, there are no flops. Yeah, exactly. There no one expects them. So yeah. they would actually live up to expectations. Exactly. Getting zero points. Exactly. I think the flop of this tournament should either be England or Portugal. Yo, yo, bruh. My two finals picks? It'll be one of those two, I think. I... I... I'm not to shock you, it will be Brazil, guys. It will just shock you. I yes, yes. I know football is crazy like that, but I'm not convinced by France or Germany. And people will say, "Hey, he just wants Saliba to come back quick." Yes, yes, I want Saliba to come back quick. But I, I'm just still not convinced about France or Germany. And plus, I believe in the World Cup winners' curse. I don't know if Germany. I don't know if they have that much like expectation on them. Like, no, 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 Germany have a really good team. Yeah, they have, but they have a really good team. Like, they can play. Their front four can be Sane, Nabri, Musiala, Mule. That, that's a really solid yeah, attack. That's fair enough. I think they'll do well. I think they'll do okay. They'll probably get to like yeah, well, quarter final. I, I genuinely believe in the World Cup winners' curse. Because well, how do you explain France not making it out of the group in 2010? How do you explain? Spain not making it out of this group in 2014. How do you explain Germany not making it out of the group in 2018? The World Cup winners curse is real, bro. Yeah. So I think France. Well, France I get. I hear what you're saying. Bigger surprise. Oh, yeah, we were already done that with Uruguay. So, aside obviously Golden Ball winner, which player do you think will light like up this? You know how like Ozil lit up 2010 World Cup. And that made Jose Mourinho yeah. sign him. Who do you think will light up this World Cup tournament? I think Messi. I think Messi is on. Messi is already on. Like, I, I, I mean, like, somebody who doesn't have that pedestal. Oh, fair. Um, who? I mean, if Portugal makes to the final, probably Liao. I'll say Liao. Mm, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I'm going with Bukayo Saka. I just for yeah, some reason I just so. I just can't shake the fact Great that he's going job. to have a good World Cup. But then it's now going to be <laughs> funny as hell when Southgate doesn't play him and he just gets benched throughout. No, no, Southgate can do that. Southgate can do it, except he's not mad. I mean, Southgate I think the worst, the worst that would happen is like during knockout, he might get moved to left wing back. I think oh, yeah. that's but he trusts sure, so I don't I don't think yeah. there's no winger that England carried that. That has had nearly as good a season as like I had. So it's mm. a travesty, honestly. Mm. You're right. You're right. But yeah, I think that's it for the World Cup predictions. Are, are you looking forward to the World Cup? Yeah, actually, I'm. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, because and I'm also looking at how like because like, it's weird because this is like the first season that we could have like completely different like second half of the season to be fair. So I'm also yeah. looking at how World Cup mm. would affect. Oh, By the way, um, <laughs> huge commiserations to Senegal, man. It's so and Sandy Omani. Like it's just, just it's just so sad that like key players like the likes of Mane or Vena for his country, or um, am I missing someone? Royce again. Yeah, Nkunku. due to injury in Kunku. I feel so bad for Kamavinga as well because he probably won't help uh, <clears throat> blame himself for that challenge. Sorry, guys, I have a cold. But nah, he should be like his coach should tell him to get on. Like that thing happens. Yeah, yeah it happens in football, but I mean you just can't help but feel bad. Like you saw Solomon Rondon's reaction. Mm. 
when he broke this guy's leg. Oh, I can't remember his name. But you know who I'm talking about. Is he is he AJ McGinney? I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny. Oh, God, it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's it for the World Cup predictions. We'll be updating, obviously, we'll be back next week after the first few games of the World Cup to let you guys know our thoughts. As usual, I've been the voice of reason, the voice of truth, the man who speaks the truth or truth that nothing but the truth. And he's been purple sweater guy in a different outfit today. Thank you for coming back, Udwa. Um, make sure to check us out on all podcast streaming platforms. Follow us on social media. Tell a friend, tell a friend to listen to the Highline Podcast. We'll catch you in the next episode. Have a lovely day and goodbye.